Hi, this is Robert Fleming of the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Estate Planning Special Needs Trust Administration law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And I'm here with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, my partner. We're going to talk about fiduciaries. More specifically, we're going to talk about Fleming and Curdy PLC as a fiduciary. Elizabeth, not every law firm in Tucson and certainly not every law firm in the country regularly acts as fiduciary, but we do at Fleming and Curdy. What does that mean? Well, that means that sometimes Fleming and Curdy will act as somebody's agent under a healthcare power of attorney, or perhaps agent under a durable financial power of attorney during that person's lifetime. We may also act as a successor trustee, and in the event somebody becomes incapacitated, step into the role as trustee during that person's lifetime. At death, on occasion, we'll become personal representative and administer an estate as personal representative and also as trustee. And sometimes these cases involve court oversight, but most often they don't. Most often we have people who have nominated Fleming and Curdy as a practice in their documents. And so when circumstances change, we look to what the documents say and when we may step in. It's important for people who are listening today to realize that we're talking about Fleming and Curdy acting as a fiduciary both during somebody's lifetime and upon somebody's death. Why in the world would a law firm want to act as fiduciary? What what is uh, what is the point? What's our training? Why do we do this? Well, Robert, I'll say the first thing is our goal is to serve our clients more broadly as a third generation Tucsonan, as somebody who you've mentored now for years, my goal is to serve the Tucson community. And I believe that Fleming and Curdy steps into this role. We do it when people have nominated us and asked us to step in. People often ask why we do this work. And on a very basic level, it's because it serves our clientele and their families. So that's the most general answer I would give you, which um, for each case is a little bit different depending on the fiduciary role that we're serving in, what the scope of our role is. You know, I've been doing this for, uh, oh gosh, about 35 years on a regular basis as a private fiduciary. And I just have to say it is the most rewarding, satisfying work I can imagine doing. We actually help people. We improve the quality of their lives. Once in a while, they are not so sure they agree with us, but, uh, but we are looking out for their welfare and trying to affect things the way they would want them done if they could do, them them, do things themselves. Well, Robert, it's a Saturday afternoon here in Tucson, and I will tell you, I've already had three contacts today in three different cases where Fleming and Curdy is fiduciary. I had a call from a caregiver um, that was asking me a question about somebody's pet and the pet's preferences for dog food. <laughs> I had a text message, a request for, from a beneficiary for a distribution for um, a summer vacation. And I also received an email from a family member asking about uh, in a totally different case, um, how the roof leak had been repaired in one of the homes that we're maintaining. So it is for sure very, very rewarding work, but it's it's pretty interesting spectrum of work too. It's quite a variety of different things. I, the, the question that any listener has to have in the back of their mind is, 
uh, isn't that expensive to involve a law firm in deciding about uh, about summer vacations and roof leaks and pet dog food? Um, that seems like an uh, an inefficient way to get kind of basic tasks done. Well, believe it or not, Robert, uh, it's pretty efficient when it's at Fleming and Curdy because we've got a case management team. We have a case management team right now of four people. We have a back office that includes a CPA who's full-time on our staff, as well as folks who work on reconciling bank statements, preparing checks. That's in addition to our legal assistant staff who also really run the show here at Fleming and Curdy. So the reason I got all of those calls and communications was I'm the person on call this weekend. At Fleming and Curdy, we have somebody on call 24 hours a day. And so this weekend, our case management team, unless there's an emergency and somebody needs to go to the hospital, our case management team have given me the on-call phone. So the fees for most people are not going to vary depending on who picks up that on-call phone. Many of the fees um, that we set in these cases are based on a percentage fee. So in that particular case, somebody's not going to be charged uh, an hourly rate each time they contact us. But in some cases where we're providing fiduciary services and the main service we're providing might be helping somebody pay their bills, our back office staff is going to handle the bulk of that work, which will be far less if it's on an hourly basis than a percentage fee. So it really depends on the case how we're going to charge. So uh, in the ordinary case, during the week when the dog food question comes up, you're not even going to see the dog food question. No, I hope not. Uh, for that matter, you're not going to be the person who knows about the, the roof repairs. Well, roof repairs are pretty expensive, Robert, so I'll probably be the person that our property manager comes to speak to about the roof repair and the number of bids that we get and uh, whether or not there's one particular bid that we're going to select. So most of these questions first come to the point person, which is most often a case manager, perhaps our property manager or a legal assistant, and then it goes up the chain depending on the request, the type of distribution, um, or the issue at hand. And so we do have weekly staff meetings. Our case management team also meets weekly, um, and then we have monthly meetings as well with our case management team. So I'd say that the communication here is very good. We have restructured our case management team to include a coordinator who handles fiduciary compliance at Fleming and Curdy. Due to the volume of the cases that we have here and the specificity in each particular case, we found it to be incredibly important to have somebody whose role is the fiduciary oversight piece on that case management team. So I would tell you, things come up the chain to us, but most of the bigger issues you and I know about pretty early in the game. Boy, you know, with all those people and all of those coordinators, it sounds to me like if I hire Fleming and Curdy as my fiduciary, I'm going to be paying for a lot of meetings among the staff. They're going to be ginning, ginning up big bills just talking to each other about me. Not true in our office. In our office, um, we're going to have one individual bill for that meeting. What you'll see if it's an hourly fee that's set in your particular case is you'll see that all the additional people who may be attending that meeting are attending at no charge. I think that it's important for people to know as a fiduciary, Fleming and Curdy works to make efficient systems and create efficiencies in cases where we can help people save money. One particular case I'm thinking of, we have started to work with a company that helps provide transportation 
to get people to their doctor's appointments so that we have a case manager who will meet at the doctor's office, but not also bill for the time to pick and transport that person to the doctor. Another case I can think of right now, it's because of our case management team that we were able to get somebody's long-term care plan activated. That long-term care plan has been able to cut the person's daily rate uh, and expenses for healthcare costs down by about 50%. So in most of these cases on the front end, we look at what kind of efficiencies we can help create. Um, I'll tell you that sometimes I see a fee from Fleming and Curdy in a case as fiduciary, and if it's a flat fee, it'll be spread across 12 months, percentage of that estate that we're charging. It might be $100 or $150 a month if it's not much money that we're managing um, and not much that we're doing on the case management side. In other cases, it may be a few thousand dollars a month, and our, uh, I think, most often experience with this is that we see those fees really decrease over time once systems are put in place. That said, we have a number of people who will come into our practice and ask us to be providing quarterly statements or accountings, copies of their own financial statements so that they can see the expenses, the costs, and have some idea of, of how things are going right away. We often recommend that they have an independent party look over those reports just to help provide them with some peace of mind. My goal when it comes to fees is to make sure that somebody is getting value for the services that we're providing and that we're doing it in an entirely transparent way. So there are about two dozen people working at Fleming and Curdy, and uh, you've already mentioned that four or five of them, depending on how you count it, are case managers. There are four attorneys in the office. What are the other people doing? Well, the other I am laughing because we have a terrific back office, and our back office is the staff that are handling bills and making sure that checks are prepared. Nobody signs checks here at Fleming and Curdy, Robert, except you or me. And so one of the things that we have when we look at our staff is we have just a terrific back office, our finance team, help review weekly, monthly statements of accounts to make sure that there are no fraudulent charges or checks or charges that may be on an auto debit. And that team's incredibly important. Our legal assistant team, those are going to be the folks that are speaking with oftentimes family members or others when we're getting a trust administration set up. Um, and I don't want to forget to mention our receptionist staff um, who are just terrific. And they're often the front line when the call comes in during the day. You mentioned that the the breadth and scope of things we do is pretty uh, pretty amazing, and you remind me that yesterday our finance manager brought me a check that had been washed. Someone had intercepted a check that we had mailed out, had washed it, typed it out with a new recipient, and changed the dollar amount and stolen eight hundred dollars from one of our one of the uh, accounts that we manage, and. I guess my point in telling that story is we're familiar with this. We know what to do. We had that check uh, turned into the bank and, uh, and claimed as fraudulent. It'll get reimbursed. We closed that account and had a new account open and checks in less than 12 hours. So, um, you know, we, 
we know how to deal with those kinds of problems. I would say one other very important part of our team here, Robert, has to do with the property management. We have a terrific uh, legal assistant, Heidi, who has been doing property management here at Fleming & Curdy for a number of years. She works with the rest of our team on property management issues. And when we have something like uh, either landscaping, a roof leak, a broken toilet, perhaps something like a remodel or in a home where we need to put in uh, something like some more safety features like a ramp or grab bars, we actually have somebody specifically on our staff who handles those kinds of property management issues. And um, she's just essential to the team. And I tell you, it's a team approach at Fleming and Curdy. And I believe that people get a lot of value out of that. There's also check and balances, which when we start to look at uh, other operations and fiduciaries, each operates differently. But I'm really proud of the system that you've created at Fleming and Curdy, Robert. And I believe it's one that if, uh, if given the opportunity, I'll be able to carry on for decades. Now that I've listened to us talk about us, I'm so impressed. I assume that every time we draft an estate planning document, we must insert Fleming and Curdy as the fiduciary because we are really good, right? Well, we're really good, Robert, but ethically, no, I absolutely don't do that. Neither do you or Amy, our attorney, Amy Matheson, or our other partner, Jackie Mingle. There is an inherent conflict when you are drafting somebody's documents as an estate planning attorney and you're drafting yourself or your business into the document. So when people ask me, Elizabeth, is there a conflict to nominate yourself as a fiduciary? Is there a conflict to prepare a trust that nominates Fleming and Curdy? I say absolutely. There is an inherent conflict in that. It is a conflict that we talk to people about, and people can waive that conflict if they decide. But when I meet with somebody who doesn't appreciate that conflict and wants us to serve as fiduciary, I simply won't take the case. It's essential to me that anybody who wants to work with Fleming and Curdy as a fiduciary understands what our fiduciary role is and why they want to have us as a fiduciary. I don't want somebody to just simply tell me to write Fleming and Curdy into their documents. In fact, when I've had that happen, those are cases where I schedule a separate fiduciary interview. I also ask the client to go and speak to other fiduciaries to interview. And sometimes we come to the conclusion that Fleming and Curdy may do your estate plans, but it may not be the right fit to be your fiduciary. It's essential that it be a good fit for the client if we're doing their estate plan to nominate Fleming and Curdy as a fiduciary and for Fleming and Curdy. You know, I just want to close. We've, we've gone a little longer than our usual, and that's because we're talking about ourselves and, and we're very excited to talk about ourselves. But I just want to close this area by saying it's it's true, as you say, that we do not draft documents that name Fleming and Curdy as the fiduciary very often. Not 40% of the time, not 10% of the time, probably not 2% of the time. I'm going to guess probably about 1% of the time are we named in documents that we prepare. And we're very cognizant and very concerned about that conflict of interest. Uh, we discuss it with clients and we make sure they understand the conflict of interest as well. But we are a choice for some circumstances, particularly people who don't have family or whose family is not going to be suitable or who has special needs children. That's something that we, we, uh, we don't specialize in, but we do a lot of special needs trust work. Uh, those, are, those are the cases that we can really add value to the equation. 
And I think that having an opportunity to sit down, if I have a family or an individual who wants to talk about Fleming and Curdy's fiduciary services, we're always happy to talk. And typically what I'll do is if it's not an existing client, I will set a fiduciary interview. And that interview is typically 50 to 75 minutes. Sometimes we'll have a follow-up interview where somebody will be able to speak with our staff and we'll bring in folks from our finance staff, our property management team, and also our case management team. So uh, we don't take it lightly when somebody nominates Fleming and Curdy and we like it to be a very transparent process, a discussion, and, and those interviews I think are pretty invaluable. That's it. Let's move on. Um, next time, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but uh, why don't you come back and join us and we'll find out together. This is Robert Fleming. I'm here with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, my partner. I'm proud to say, particularly after listening to her describe her vision for the future of the office, which I wholeheartedly endorse. You've been listening to Elder Law Issues, and we hope you will join us for our next discussion. Thanks. <music>